Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Zaire Uku, and you're listening to Zaire Uku Speak Your Peace. I have a very special guest with me, uh, Mr. Richard Blank. He's a part of the Costa Rica Call Center. He's the CEO. Am I not correct? That is correct. <laughs> and you uh, did you now before we get started, uh, I would like to know um, a little bit about you. Let's start off with a background about you. But first, because for me, um, how you heard about me, I, I, it's, it's very curious. And I'll tell you about that later. So how did you hear about this show? My friend, you're all over the Internet. And actually, when we're looking for things to enrich our lives, your information came up. I like the name. Being able to speak your piece and the individuals that you have on your show, especially yourself. It's something that's very non-threatening. It's entertaining enough where you're able to sit through the whole episode and to learn something from it. And unlike myself, I'm sure there's other people that have reached out and touched base with you just to let you know that you've made an influence and an impression. And I myself, I love the show so much. I wanted to come on and share my story. I appreciate that. I really do. And it's, it's just so funny. I, I understand, like, you know, being all over the Internet, you know, it's Googleable. If you type in my name, you can find my show. It's just it's so funny how I haven't I just started this show maybe a couple months ago. Um, I revamped just to give you a, 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 an extensive background. I re, uh, I had a show prior to this and we dismantled it and I started over on my own. I was with a few partners uh, with the first show. And that's where I kind of got the legwork for how I um, how I gained the show. Now, I put in a lot of legwork in that last show and learned a lot from that show as far as the technical aspect, the content aspect. Uh, it was a lot of growing pains. Sure. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, was, the band broke up and you took your own skills and it well it limited was, you with your artistic creativity and to be able to fully express yourself. Of course, of course. And with that being said, uh, I'm, I I didn't make the uh, wrong decision by uh, dismantling the band. Um, right. I still talk to those guys. Actually, um, if you've listened to one of the shows uh, with my the guest, uh, Ryan, he was a prior, he was one of my co-hosts. Um, and we'll be doing a series together as well. But enough about that. Um, sure. I want to get about you. So please, uh, please share with uh, share with me, but also um, my listeners. Who are you? What do you do? Come on, let's go. Let's hear it. Well, first is I'm a very thankful and gracious guest on your show today. I mean, I can't thank you enough for having me here. But my story begins in Northeast Philadelphia. When I was 18 years old, graduating from Abington High School back in 91, I wanted to double down on my favorite class, which was Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I went to the University of Arizona, was a Spanish communication major. Okay. And I like my friends that went Ivy League and studied medicine and law. It's kind of tough to compare notes. Sometimes you're a dreamer. And when I was 27 years old, I had a one in a million opportunity to come to Costa Rica for just a couple months to work at my friend's call center. Now, if you can get past your parents' guilt, you can live anywhere in the world. And I decided <laughs> to take this opportunity and Little did I know, my friend, I was going to shed some skin and be able to have a different stage of life where I was successful. I gravitated towards it. I, I didn't burn out or go home with my tail between my legs. There was some sort of momentum that I was on. Uh, mm -hmm. I was fulfilling my spiritual life journey, my vision quest. 
Mm-hmm. And so by living that sort of true life, it might seem selfish at times, but my intentions were honorable. I was just not trying to live somebody else's life, Zaire. I, I was really on my own path. And so I, I can really have that sort of self-respect. Of course. And it's and it comes with self-discovery as you go through that journey. You sure. learn a lot of you learn a lot about yourself through that self uh self-discovery and through that journey. And if I'm not mistaken, your uh if I'm not mistaken, I read about about you your parents uh were into real estate sure we have a real yeah. estate company in our yeah. family and yeah. but what's more impressive are my great grandparents that came to the united states at the turn of the 20th century they they came from eastern europe okay. learned english were entrepreneurs in the garment industry and so okay. even though it skipped a couple generations my argument to my family in regards to my studies and my future because opinions are provided people expect you to take certain careers of course that we're nomads we have entrepreneur blood and even though i didn't go back to europe i just went south but it's the kind of thing where i know that it's in our family tree and i could have always taken the easy way worked at the family business you know get underhand pitches with wiffle balls but wanted to drink lights i wanted to see what i could do if i could leave a castle and slay a dragon and save a princess it's the only way you become a prince and i had to take my chance of course. And with that, again, with that comes uh, self-gratification, too, you oh, know, sure. you, because you go you, you, you take a path and it's an unknown path, but it's the path that, you know, you want. You don't know where exactly where you're you know, you have a goal and you probably have multiple goals, but, you know, you have a goal and you see a light, but the path isn't as clear, you know. Uh, it isn't as, uh, you know, laid out for you. Things could can deter your path, you know, things that you can't control, you know, there's uh, also like, checkpoints there, you know, when you're scoring a touchdown or you've completed something like myself with Spanish, there are certain levels you have to master, of but course. I also was going more as I err on the positive reinforcement. If I was acting the fool, if I was wasting my time mm-hmm. or making a joke of something that that's one thing, but people were really encouraging me, <clears throat> excuse me to continue studying this language. And so in the back of my mind, that was a lot of wind that was being added to my sails. And that's a good thing when the market speaks and the sort of work that you do or the commitments and efforts that you put in, you don't need that acknowledgement where you get a trophy. And I don't need to everyone to say that you are going in the right direction with your, with your time and with your head and with your with your body because time goes fast <laughs> and you just don't want to waste it in something where you feel like you're in a box of course and you can't get out of course and um if you can balance the two and just test things and do your due diligence and still be responsible financially and with your family of then course. by all means i think you should extend yourself and try different things of course take care of you know take care of what's important first and what's what uh what matters you know the basic stuff like you said finances the family things of that nature Sure. And I was talking to a friend of mine, um, actually the co-host that I mentioned, uh, he and I talk often and we were talking about his goals and his dreams and, you know, he and his wife have, um, you know, goals and dreams and she's pursuing that. And he was saying how, you know, he wasn't complaining about this. It's just more so it's just the fact that uh, in order for her to pursue her goals as of right now, he has to make certain sacrifices just for 
for her to pursue her goals, but also because he they have three children as well, you know, and they're all preteen teenagers. So, you know, they have soccer, football, things of that nature. So he would rather be the father that said that that says, hey, I put my my goals to the side, my extra goals to the side in order to make sure that I was there for my my children, because I don't want to actually be the person that my children say, yeah, uh, my dad was gone all the time. You know, he, he pursued his dreams, but, you know, we rarely saw him. He said he'd hate that. He would rather be in his children's life and know that he was there for them when he when they needed him, you know? Oh, and then there and there will be a time and it's coming up, you know, it will be a time where he'll have a little bit more flexibility as they get older to be able to pursue his personal dreams and goals, you know. But when that actually fits into that particular, you know, into their life, you know, but everybody's life is different depending on what you have going on in your life. What a strong family unit. The children get to see that the parents are able to work together. There is a give and a take. Everybody mm. wins. Everybody uh, wins. And so these are the sort of life lessons that if it is part of that family's tradition, they're just going to be raising incredible people in that family. And, and, you know? And, and, and also, when you said everybody wins, that's also like a business concept, too. You know, I was, you know, I have a, so uh, I have a bachelor's degree in management from Wayne State University. Um, I have a business, I have a strong business acumen, you know, I uh, do a lot of independent study on my own um and things of that nature um so one of the things that i was taught um is either through reading or through one of the courses that i've taken or just through the people that you hear that's talking about business strategies or business opinions and um they mention how you should always seek a deal where you know it's a win-win you know where you you're going to get what you need out of the deal but also um you make sure that they can get what they need out of the deal as well, you know? And I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I actually particularly like that because that's continued business in my eyes. That's longevity, you know? Yeah, but what about inelastic markets when you're at the airport and you're paying 20 bucks for a Cinnabon? That's not a good deal. <laughs> I, I think you got to take it on a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, yes, it's true. How much are hot dogs at baseball games? Exactly, <laughs> but, but you yeah. have the choice to not buy the Cinnabon. Hand. Yeah, just don't force a hand. Oh, no, no, no. If no. you do, it's a one and a done. If you're looking for long-term relationships, it all kind of evens out. Mm. Me today, Zaire, you tomorrow. And as long as you're forthright with your clients and of there's course. no surprises, of there's a very good chance, as I mentioned before, it will even out in the end. Of course. Now, yeah, it's funny. You're mentioning that. It is case-by-case -case basis. But the thing is, I don't have to buy the hot dog at the uh, baseball game, you know? It's yeah, there in a... Is when you're at available? that airport and you smell that Cinnabon, you know, you oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody does. Oh, yeah, everybody does. But that's the that's the transaction that you choose to take, you know? That's yeah. <laughs> right, you nailed it. But uh, so um, what about your, I guess, I guess your personal background? Uh, I've, I've seen a lot about your, I mean, whatever you're willing to share as far as like, I, I've heard about your seen you know seen some uh articles and watched a little bit of your videos i didn't want to watch too much because i didn't want to take i like hearing things the first time while i'm recording it makes sure. it more natural uh 
But I, I know we talk, you talk about your professional uh, life a lot. But what about your personal background as far as like what led you to this, you know, your upbringing? No, there was a lot in the upbringing. It was more about being a dreamer, not being just a space cadet where you're not paying attention in class. But I was really seeing what I could use in my elementary education to mold okay. a certain life. It's very difficult to have a blueprint of these things. There's always variables and there's twists and turns. But as you can see behind me, I'm an avid collector of jute boxes, candy machines. I restore pinball machines and retro arcade machines. So I'm yeah. still a child. I, I enjoy oh, yeah. work-life balance. And I'm not afraid of my personal interests. I don't need to have a sort of image to be somebody. I am me. And I'm almost 50 years old, so my tastes are my tastes. Of course. And I chose to use the Art Deco style when I built my building. I choose to have a gamification culture in my company where people can let off steam, recharge batteries, and play pinball with their boss. I want to know somebody's name. When I came here and visited my friend's call center for two months, it turned into four years. So I learned it from the inside and out, Zaire. So I was with the people, the proletariat, breaking bread with them, sitting in cubicles. And I guess I went from high school to the pros, never went through those college years. Right. I was never a supervisor or a manager. I didn't lose the essence and played office politics. I really got to see the empathetic side and the fact that you need to extend dignity to people. And as long as you give them their resources and you treat them a certain way, there's a very good chance they're going to come back and work with you. You're not supposed to just be a boss they fear or to use your leverage to fire. Mm -hmm. So the dumbest thing you could ever do, it costs a ton of money to bring them in. I mean, why yes, would you exactly. want to lose that investment? So as, as a young man, I, I realized that you get a lot further in life when you're kind. And also there might be situations where there is some sort of conflict and if you can manage it through diplomacy and strategic rhetoric, and you use certain word choice. And in college, I studied microexpression reading. So I gave myself an advantage where I can study body language and I took it a step further. Over the phone, we lose certain senses. So I focused more on phonetic microexpression reading because mm -hmm. we're listening intently and we're also using our image streaming to be able to paint pictures on the phone with adjectives and descriptions. And so I got to see the art of speech that always intrigued me. And since things today are more non-voice with chat and email, I can't emphasize enough interpersonal voice communication because I think that's how you solidify better relationships for retention, upsell, referrals. And how about this, Zaire, possibly getting that exit interview like your buddies when the band broke up. You're all still friends. Mm -hmm. but you definitely sat down. And there was an exit interview. You explained why mm -hmm. you're moving on. And you mm -hmm. also explained areas in which we could have improved and times when it was just incredible. Of and course. I think you had enough respect for your bandmates because you keep telling me you keep in touch with them and you care about their families, which is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. You had your run, mm -hmm. but you also respected them enough to be straightforward and to let them know what was happening. And that's why they're going to be your friends for the rest of your life. And I'm going to be very excited for your new podcast. And the best relationships are built during challenges and character is shown during chaos. Mm -hmm. It really is. Character is definitely shown during chaos. And that's where you figure out who you are during chaos, actually. Sure. Um, and that's where once you figure that out, you can actually you figure out if you if you're if you're paying attention to it, 
because a lot of people go through some, and sometimes a lot of people can go through things that don't really realize that there are lessons in, you know involved in such chaos you know may i make it's, a suggestion for your audience which may save a marriage thanksgiving oh, dinner mm -hmm. or just anything mm -hmm. i i believe in a couple things the first one is if I'm given the luxury of time, if something gets heightened, then I'm allowed to step away from it, write a draft, maybe not send it, sleep on it so I can come back the next day a little more mm -hmm. composure and I could be more balanced. A lot of times people apologize for their tones when they speak with people. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to ask for clarification just to make sure that I understand where you're coming from and what's happening during those sort of situations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very delicate with it, with people because they could be emotional at the time, be catching them on their worst day. And I don't need to make my statement in point right now, if we're capable of still working on this together. Mm -hmm. And, and so those are the sort of things that I try to do with individuals to really show active listening, to repeat things so they don't have to do it. Maybe I, I can keep an empathetic and confident tone so I don't have to shout or use profanity or say something that wouldn't be appropriate during that time. Mm -hmm. And I, I, oh, impulse control. That's what I was going to talk about. Yes. You know, it took me a while not to snap back or to raise the voice. If, if you're capable of controlling that sort of temperature and movement, then with active breathing, when you're listening, when you are taking mental or possibly written copious notes, mm -hmm. there's much more control there in a conversation. Is it manipulation? Sure it is. So we just don't break anything. You right. want to make sure you walk slowly and you take care. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that I'm very poised. I'm, I'm in control. I'm balanced during this sort of conflict, which will once again allow me to do the surgery, land the plane and, and handle myself when the building is burning where I can calmly get out. Mm -hmm. so and with all that being said because i believe in that as well i believe in having a balance and control of yourself sure now for me i don't know if this is true for you i have to be it's more so for me i have to be self-aware self-conscious of those things after i always put an emphasis on myself um before um i i put anything on anybody else you know I look at myself and I evaluate myself and I go, was there anything that could have been done um, better by me? Or was it anything that I said that could have caused this in the tone, the way I phrase my wording, things of that nature. But I also take into consideration all the time wording and tone, because that's also important in communication. If you're, if you're good at communicating, which I consider myself to be a, uh, a great communicator and also oh, a great yeah. listener. Uh, Sire, from my observation of you, from the work that you've done and our conversation today, I believe you're the consistent variable. Stop checking yourself. You're doing a perfect swing. You're batting a thousand. So I'm cool with you. It's really about the reaction from your action. Of because course. if you're going to do this sort of self-analysis, you're going to keep tweaking yourself. So then you're not going to have a consistent read coming back. Sure, there's slight adjustments. And I of don't course. think you need to adjust your tone of vocabulary. You mastered that years ago, man. Yeah. It's just you need to analyze the other individual 
Oh, yes. What's going on there. Yeah. That may assist you initially. If you are 100% confident in your delivery and performance, it's almost second nature where you don't have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion is to take that 30% and put that out there a little bit forward for more of like a radar. So subconsciously, you could be paying attention to their tell signs mm -hmm. because they might not even be aware of what they're giving away or being lazy in their speech. Of so course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reinforce you, sir. You do just fine. My suggestion is if on a first time read, fine, go back and forth. But if it's somebody that you've known for a while, absolutely not. Put Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I absolutely agree with you because of that, because of because I do. I look at myself. But then the beautiful thing about listening. Yeah. Is that. People tell you more than they realize. And 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 that's the beauty of just letting people talk and then also actively listening. People tell you way more than they realize, and it helps you to get a better understanding of them, you know, and how to communicate with them or uh, what mood they may be in, you know, uh, like, uh, for example, if you had like uh, if you had an employee and you knew them well enough to know that they're, for example, they had uh, uh, the, the, the death of the anniversary or the death of their parent was today for example right and once you're aware of that and you know that and you've known them for a while you're like oh oh today is that day so you address them a little bit differently because you know they're having a hard day today you know of course. For, you know that's just uh a very quick example you know Oh, sorry, there's a thousand things that happen outside the office which may affect their performance. Of course. We can't pry, but no. I could use some Philly guilt. I go, hey, Zaire, you all right today? Because you hey. seem out of character. Last week you did 14. Today you've only done three. What's mm -hmm. going on? You know, exactly. So you, you might be able to ask them in that way. But no, I, I got you on that. I, yeah, I oh, yeah. And, way to approach people. But yeah, and, but, but what you're saying is absolutely spot on. You know, um, a self I do self-evaluation just to check myself. It doesn't take that long. <laughs> it's a it's a quick check. Like you find know? me in the mirror. Your hair is perfect. You move yeah. on. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, just move great. on. Like, all right, I'm good to go. You know, sometimes yeah. and personally, I sometimes I'll dwell on some things. But that's only my personal quirks and quips, you know, and I have to actively like, hey, you can you can move on from here. You know, yeah, but so. you would be great student for micro expression reading. You're very observant. There's mentalism where you can kind of throw things out there and guide a conversation. But I, I think you would enjoy that sort of back and forth play. Look into it in regards to because it's more active observation. Of course. And you were mentioning that people might not they, they'll tell you more than what they expect. So you should be stacking open ended questions. So they can continue to give you explanations, but there's something called congruence where audio matches the visual if you have the luxury of sight. Okay. And so you're that talented to juggle and bite the apple. So I think you are capable enough with your mind space, your rhythm and your pace where you can continue to do these things, but add one or two more observational tools, which you can integrate, which will not hold you back at all, but you can stack it. Of course. And then you become a lot more lucid in these conversations and it's almost embarrassing sometimes when people do give away tell signs and instead of calling them out on it, just, just ask them for a little more clarification. Of course. <laughs> so um, you said also, so basically you said from 18, what did you do between 18 and 27 then? 
I know no, you said you I went to the University of Arizona, interned mm -hmm. for Telemundo. When I graduated post-grad, I sold beer for the importers of Corona. Okay. And, you know, I was just kind of bouncing around. I, I was taking these sort of jobs and building all my skills because I had marketing in Spanish. But, you know, that barn door needed to be open. I was yearning to do something more than just run around Scottsdale, Phoenix, and Philly. And as I mentioned, you, you do get these one in a million chances. And I was at the right age, not the most mature, and I was still working on that impulse control. Mm, but I did that, have that forward momentum, and I was willing to put all of my stuff in storage and move to another country. And you're not going to believe this. I'm at the girl of my dreams. I've been with my wife for 22 years. Oh, I, married, I married a tropical girl. I had to travel 3,000 <laughs> miles for that. But well, you know what's interesting? That. When I go see my friends back in Philly for our reunions and we're having mm. cocktails at, at the parties. Of course. It's a great story to tell. And a lot of my friends wish that they took their own path for a little bit prior to the mortgages and the kids where they just wanted to throw their hat in the ring of life and just to see what could come out of it. It was a huge risk, not saying it's, it paid off, but it, it could have failed miserably. But the but fact that- was your that, risk to take. No, there wasn't that much of a financial risk. When I started my business, I was working out of my home back in you know October of 2007. I launched the site in February 6th of 2008. I landed one account, one seat, so I was renting a turnkey station at a blended center, which mm -hmm. is perfect for me. You have no privacy, but you pay for the overhead, the taxes, the salary, and there's a margin. And I was able to scale accordingly. And then I had enough resources to build out a 150-seat center with the furniture and the server room. And mm -hmm. just three years ago, we moved into this 300-seat capacity center. And it's more of the tortoise. It's not the hare. And you need to be financially responsible to weather COVID, or if you lose an account, you don't need to compromise your ethics to pay your lights. And you have to be responsible to the agents and give them their job stability so they have their salary and benefits and go home and take care of their families. And these are sort of the big boy things that I fell into. It's not as glamorous as you think. You have the parking spot in the title, but who cares? I'll give that away any day. I, I, I enjoy the fact that I feed families. And that the profession I chose was lucrative enough for me to get a return on that sort of investment. It could have been anything. Mm -hmm. And and I have fidelity. I, I love what I do because of the artist's speech. I get to write rhetoric. I get to practice role play. I get to see these young men and women have breakthroughs mm -hmm. and grow and become more marketable. And so <clears throat> I'm really paying it forward. And I'm trying to give back to this beautiful country, which has given me an incredible life for the last two decades. And you know, what's interesting is something that you said is that it, the general aspect of is that you took on a responsibility to serve other people, right. you know, to give them a life that they can live. But, you know, so you're providing that and that's, but you think about them and that's the beautiful thing. You're not thinking about, I, I, Yes, you're thinking about the profit margins. You're thinking about all the, the the financial aspects, but you don't compromise that for the sake of you know you don't you don't compromise the people for the sake of that, and mm -hmm. you and you care about the people, and that's the I feel as though that is a very very good quality in a leader. Definitely, especially in a strict Catholic country, 
Think about mm. a strong back with construction. I mean, you got to build that muscle to build those buildings. If these agents do not master their craft of speech, you're talking about return and growing campaigns and making money off of it. I, I have to make sure that they improve on their skills and become more self-confident and self-reliant mm -hmm. because if they're better, the account gets better. Of so course. you can tell when someone's been practicing violin. Definitely. know when the agents are, are, are cracking codes and, and mastering levels and they're mm -hmm. getting better. And uh, I, I get off on something like that. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that because you know what that displays because um, in our outline, I mentioned like uh, management versus leadership. And I don't know if you find those two things to be different or synonymous, but for me to oversimplify it, management can be more so like a overseeing type deal where leadership is a growth process. I am putting, I am entrusting you with something and i am building you with with uh i'm building a person to be able to take over whatever whatever capacity it may be you know i am building you not only for the job but i also i personally like to build the people personally because when you can build when you can make people not make them stronger but you know encourage them to 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 help them become stronger, you know, and whatever that, whatever they're seeking or whatever goal or for the job itself, you can actually help them to become better people, stronger people. And that's, and that's more so like the premise of my actual show, the whole premise. I just want, I want to help people to become the best of them, whatever that means to them, you know, you can't go home with them. No, I mean, you're God, no. If you want to talk about leaders, and I agree, management is is mostly oversight. And you know, you shouldn't need to lock your door if there's no thieves. You don't need managers if people are leaders themselves and can do their job. Of but course. I look at it like this: if somebody goes home and makes their bed, that's mm -hmm. a leader. If they show up on time, that's a leader. If mm -hmm. they're well fed, so physiologically. Yes. They have the endurance and mind power. That's a leader. So what do you want me to do for the eight hours that you're with me? You know, drill in certain sales techniques, long meetings. Mm. What do you want me to do? I think you're better off being a marathon runner than a book scholar. I think if you could do something outside of the office that's above and beyond work related. Of course. Then I think that's a leader. And so these are the sort of things that I can encourage somebody to do. So when they come here prior to even meeting me, they're bilingual, which shows dedication and structure. And so what I only really want to do is to give you the bike and to let go and let you balance it yourself. And, mm -hmm. and I get fascinated when, when I hear what people are studying at the university or what their pastimes are in regards to joining a band, doing artwork, traveling, athletics. And so when people come to my company, Besides filling out the resume, I ask them to flip the paper over. And Zaire, I want them to write me a coming of age moment. I want to know when you beat up a bully or saved a kitten or you did something in life that just really makes you feel great. Why? Rainy Wednesday, client yelling at you, stubbed your toe, burnt your food, lunch. You're in a bad mood that day. And we mentioned earlier about someone being off. Of course. One of the easiest things I can do is to remind you that you told me a time when you were winning and that could possibly in one of our senses, if not all, if you can kick it in, 
get you back into that point. And so I believe in that. I, I, I know that individuals here have their own special sauce, their own you know special traits. Mm -hmm. And as long as they're willing to share that with me, I, I can tap into that and we can start building upon that, especially with the aesthetics on their desk, bringing certain photographs and other things to assist you along the way to put you in that sort of focus. So um, Zaya, we're not gonna hit the ball and drag Johnny. And I expect leaders to have some sort of uh, self initiative where they can do these things of course. by themselves. Of course. And you and I will just guide them exactly along the way. Exactly. But some uh in some cases some leaders aren't aren't born that way. They're built. You know? Because I wasn't I wasn't I was built into a leader, you know? And it was through certain influences, but it was also through life experiences, you know? Sure. So, and that's more so what I was saying. Like, uh, sometimes you you can help get the ball rolling by um, figuring out um, their, you know, specific and unique molding and help just shape it and make it, you know, a little bit more solid and concrete. So that way, when they go out, you know, I personally like the fact that people go out and like I so for example, yeah. <laughs> um uh during my time at a community college, um I tutored, I, I guess you could say tutored or helped some people with some some coursework uh work, right? It was like English. It was a guy that was uh kind of he was he was kind of failing at some point. And my professor had told it one of my papers as being uh well written especially for a college writing course. He was like, this is what a college paper looks like. And I was, I'm sitting there in class and I'm going, oh, that's my paper. And I was like, oh, oh, I was like, well then. And this guy was, he was pretty, he was, he was difficult to please. So this, so, so I took that as a compliment. He was a very, he was difficult to please, but he was, he was fair and he was honest, you know? And when he gave me that, uh, one of the classmates that I had, you know, he was telling me, like, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to get, you know, how how I don't I don't understand when I'm doing wrong things of that nature. I was like, well, if you want help, I can see look at one of your papers and see what's going on. Sure. And I, I did. I looked at it. I looked at it, uh, analyzing. I'm like, well, um, first off, we need to get the sentence structure correct uh, as far as a paragraph is concerned. You know, paragraphs are considered five to seven sentences, you know. They contain, you know, X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. And he was like, okay, because I feel like he was missing the basics. I could see that just by his, you know, just by his paper. Yeah, run on sentences. I got you. Yeah. And so I, 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 I showed him that and taught him to where I knew that he understood. Mm -hmm. his, his next, I didn't have to do anything else. His next paper, he got to actually, he got, he got to pass grade and ended up passing class. But it's always interesting is I only told him that once. The same thing uh, with another similar uh, class, but this was math. I think I, uh, I helped this uh, young lady once or twice, just kind of guided her. And after that, she was able, she felt more confident about, you know, felt more confident and she passed the course. So, it's, so I, I, you know, I understand those things of just, just giving people what they need at that moment and then 
like I love uh, I'm more I, I love delegation, <laughs> you know, it's fun to promote from within, of course, yes, of course, you, uh... of course. And, and if and all you need is the information and the knowledge and the confidence to actually to, uh, I guess, pursue that knowledge or pursue that goal. I can we can help you get there and then you can just go off on your own and make make your mark, you know, the way that you want, you know. Exactly. And you don't always want to be a yes man. You got to call the balls and the strikes and wanted to add on what you were talking about, which is amazing. And I, I cannot respect more English composition writing. And for my second language agents here, I do recommend that the source so they can expand their vocabulary with similes mm -hmm. and avoid words like help use things such as assist, assist. guide and lend a hand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so these are the sort of things, even using the military alphabet to mm -hmm. confirm email addresses so things don't bounce back. And you have a very unique name, cool name. They have to ask you to spell it. Exactly. So phonetically. The alphabet just in case. Mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing disrespectful about it. Once again, it's art. I mean, you have a very nice name. Mine's boring. Yours is very unique. And so uh, both are capable enough to being remembered. But of I think course. you would find it respectful if somebody literally knows that you have two U's in your last name. Exactly. Three, actually, after the K. But it's just, it's so, it's so unique. And it's just, they might miss that. And those are the little details that could make or break a friendship or for you to take something into consideration. And so, um, you know, I, I like that sort of stuff. But it, you seem like a great teacher where you make it a lot of fun. I appreciate that. Um, for me, uh, well, it's funny. Look, uh, for me, the name I actually created this name. <laughs> and what's the symbolism behind it? The symbolism Zaire is like uh, uh, Zaire means river or uh, river or powerful river, strong river. Mm -hmm. Uku means uh, power, so powerful river. You know, river that swallows other rivers things that I know. smart person not only spells it out for you, making sure you have three U's in that last name, but then asks the follow-up question, hey, Zaya, what does that mean? So instead of selling, now we're anchoring and I can put my hand on the rock with a grip so I can pull mm. myself up now. And these mm. are the sort of me too techniques, the real active interest in what you're doing. That's a phenomenal mm. name. And I think the fact that you're proud to share it, and now I know these two words now, I, I know powerful river. And so that you just increased my vocabulary by two words today. And so the fact that we can exchange knowledge and walk away smarter. Exactly. Got, that's just one of the many things I got away from this conversation today. See, there we go. And then let me just make sure, because I, I take pride in the name, because they're both, uh, they're both Swahili. Swahili. Yes. Okay. So... And let me clarify, Zaire means river or river that swallows all rivers, and Uku means greatness. So I'm sorry. It's greatness. So great river. Love it. Yeah, see, that's what we do. We look it up. We get it perfect. Yeah. We're on the phone for another three minutes talking about your cool name. <laughs> and so, I mean, that, and you ask how you close deals and make relationships. Well, we just connected that way. Now we start saying, hey, great river, what's going on? Exactly. <laughs> You know, and you could be called worse things, right? <laughs> oh, That's very cool. So I have, um, I, I kind of, I wanted to know what you thought about um, accountability 
in the world today um because from where i stand um our culture right now is it's 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 no matter what realm or what you know what area you're in it seems mm-hmm. like it's always someone else's fault it's always someone else's you know this is the reason why it happened you know and a lot of people are not accountable for their own actions or do don't sometimes don't even consider that they had a part to play in a situation um and that can be business that can be you know politically socially you know um relationships uh as far as friends family you know spouses um from where you stand and where you are do you think accountability is lacking or is it strengthened in this depends on your ego and if you're willing to fall on that sword yeah i'll tell you what if you and i are hanging out i might just clean your spill pay for the bill and get you out of there so we don't get beat up it's okay man we're good friends it's all right i'll even though i didn't do it i'll be accountable for it anyway of course or it really sort of relationship do you want to have with somebody because even if i wasn't even in the office that day i'm accountable for anything that happens here even if the client says you weren't even there i love no surprises and if I can call the client and let them know exactly what is happening, mm-hmm. give you the best example, natural attrition. Call centers are seen as transitional types of jobs. People may jump from it. We have Amazon here, so I compete. So am I accountable for Joey that's been with me for a couple months and all of a sudden leaves without a two weeks notice? Yes, I am. But once again, I have no idea what happened with this guy. There is competition out there, you know, the industry, Mm -hmm. but I am accountable enough to let my client know the action plan, potentially have gotten the exit interview on why this individual left and just try not to skip a beat. That is part of maturity. You know, what, Zaria, there should be never anything that's a deal breaker. If you ever got to that stage, you're curing instead of preventing. There should have been 10 things you could have done prior to that. Mm-hmm. To have to have to worry about your pride and your ego. Of course. And maybe if you're the one that raises their hand and takes the hit, then all of a sudden you're not you're not a martyr. But you're the leader. Of course. It's almost like I remember Al Pacino's speech in Ascent of a Woman. He was talking about the kid that had his honor and was ethics and was willing to fall on this small sword, but the school was making such a big deal out of it. But he was willing enough to say, I did it. Or I'm willing to say I didn't study for that test or I wasn't prepared or I was prepared. Mm-hmm. And maybe not being a yes man, I would make a suggestion on how or mm-hmm. what Zaire and I could have done to accomplish this because mm-hmm. you only gave us three dollars worth of gas. How are we getting to the shore? It's not, <laughs> it's not enough gas money. Exactly. And, and so it, you, you got to take it that way. But the real leaders are the ones that stand up and make things very clear. So maybe you could be accountable for the delivery. If there's other people involved, you can be course. accountable for laying out the game plan mm-hmm. and seeing if people can add to it or subtract to it. But um, it should never hold you back from compromising your ethics, values, and more. You should you should always follow through on what is right. And if you can do that, then I think you're, you're probably going to get the outcome that you're looking for. Yeah. 
So one of the things about um, accountability that um, I, and you kind of hit on this is that I'm the type of person I can admit that I was wrong. I messed up. Hey, I did. Oh, that was on me. You know, hey, X, Y, Z didn't get done. Oh, that was my bad. OK, you know, or what happened with this? doesn't happen often but you know because I, I i like to play you know i i do i keep my due diligence but if something is on me i like to go hey that was on me let me fix that you know or if something happens i'll be the first one to to, to call someone and say hey just letting you know this happened before somebody else does you know so before somebody else has to contact you know whomever in order to i'll just let you know hey i just want to keep you give you a heads up this happened this is on me um I'm going to rectify it. Call it a day, you know? Yeah, call it a day. Mm -hmm. Buy them dessert. It's all good. They'll come back yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. again. And, yeah. and 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 that, when dealing with clients as well, um, I'm the type of person um, that I think that uh, valid uh, updates or communication is, is important. So, for example, I work in IT. My, my primary job is IT. Um, mm -hmm. I manage a help desk. I manage a help desk, but also I work on hardware configuration and installation. Lair um, <clears throat> is smart. I would have cheated off of you in math class. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> it depends on what time in math class, because that used to be my horrible, that, that used to be my worst subject. But um, a side note from that, I, I came from a life where I made all my weaknesses, my strengths, to the point where I can't tell the difference between the two. You see what I'm saying? I do. So the the but where I'm getting at as far as like you know uh, with my job is that I I always I always think constant communication is a, an important thing, especially in customer service. So if I'm working on a ticket with a certain client and I can't take care of it at that moment, I, I like to take care of things fast if possible. <laughs> You know, to get things done, get it out the way, the problem solved, sure. the person can move on. So for me, if things can't get done the way I want them to, and it involves other parties to get involved, I communicate that with the user and say, hey, this is what's happening right now. Um, we tried these things. These things aren't working. I have given, I forward this um, issue to my, you know, my superior you know, my regional manager, things of that nature. He's going to look into it. I will give you an update when um, I receive uh, an update from him or he may contact you. And when I do that, and I do that constantly, not just at this job, but I've done it in the past. Yes. A lot of people appreciate that so much because it's better than being left in the dark. Because you get that often where people, you know, there's an issue or concern but you never hear any type of update. Um, they constantly have to come back. Hey, just one, just kind of wanted to let you know, uh, or just wanted to figure out what was going on with X, Y, Z problem. Mm -hmm. And so how I mitigate that is just, I'll give you the update myself. I'm active about that. So Sarah, I have a follow-up question for you, sir. Yes. Do you ever get positive verbal or written escalations where they ask to speak to your supervisor or after you've assisted the client, they write the company and let you know that Zaire Uku is the greatest they've ever spoken with at the company. Have you ever received any of those positive escalations in your career? So I used to work contract uh, for a hospital system called Beaumont. Okay. And 
um, and this is for IT, a work contract for IT um, mm-hmm. for them. And I used to go out to different locations, uh, different clinics and things of that nature. We were installing new equipment, things of that nature. <clears throat> and while I was there, I probably received, I didn't receive them personally, but the, you know, the higher ups, they received it. You know, the management team received it. And they say, hey, you got you got some. E- hey, did you? Hey, you know, you got received an email about um, X, Y, Z location. I was like, no. He was like, come here. <laughs> I want you to read it. That's and right. He like, and he was like, good job. You know, they were saying how how you, you know, you communicated well, how you took care of them, how yeah. they felt comfortable with you being there. Things of that nature. I've received a lot of those things. I've received a lot mm-hmm. of those praises. And that that is also gratifying as well. To yeah. know that what you set out to do was to provide one to keep it simple to do your job, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. and it's just to do your job, but also to provide the unique service that I know that I can't provide, you know. Um, and to and- our main goal here, those positive escalations, we love it. You get prizes on it, you get money, you get promoted, and you get a bunch of them. And the thing is, I didn't for me. I didn't do it for those things. I didn't get any prizes or money. Mm-hmm. I was just doing what I felt as though that I needed to do or what I felt as though was would make the job, you know, better. So actually, for example, one of those actual emails mm-hmm. um, when I first went to that uh to that clinic, they were skeptical about having IT touch stuff. I had been there long enough, I I understood why. <laughs> so to ease their actual to ease their pain i said hey well can we organize this in a way in which we can get these things done one by one you know we can get this new equipment in and then with the certain equipment needed certain software and it had to wait and i had to have somebody remotely get into those computers and install that software i said we'll do that this way that way we can ease into it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we can actually do that and she said okay that's great and I was starting to work and I was working. This was like day one, maybe day two. And she was like, she was satisfied already with just the what I've already provided for her. That she was like, who do I email um, about, you know, the, you know, just the job that you're doing? I wasn't even finished yet. I wasn't even halfway finished yet. And I told her, I was like, you email XYZ people, whatever. But what I want you to do is I want you to wait till I finish. I want you to wait till I completely finish my work. And then you make a decision whether or not you still want to send that email. And she said, fair, fair enough. We shook on it. She said, fair enough. And after I finished and I was long gone, she did send that email. (laughs) Amazing. That's why, Zaire, you're in the position you are today. Those are the perfect stories to share. You didn't ask for anything in return. You were just not just doing your job, you know that. It's just the way that you and I were raised, mm-hmm. manners. Mm-hmm. And we're just being very respectful and professional individuals. And of course, if that's being different or being superior or cracking a code, <laughs> you and I expect everybody to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, that's ex- that's what you're getting paid for. The exactly. smile was extra. So, I mean, what do you want? Exactly. So it's 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 always fun. It's always fun um, yeah. to have that type of. I, I I really did enjoy it because I was like, oh man, really? It was it was. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was about three emails during my time. I was there for like a year, but 
I remember certain places they were like, Hey, where's Jeremiah? <laughs> you know, because I work with so can you and I maybe break some misconceptions that people have with those? I know you weren't at call center itself, but individuals that make and receive calls. We don't need to sell stock or what you see in Hollywood with the movies. There, there are individuals like you and I that mm -hmm. can assist in people that might be going through a tough time or stressed or mm -hmm. really want that service. And so mm -hmm. we're the behind the scenes. We're the ones yeah. that do this for a living. Yeah. 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 That's, 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 that's where I don't, it's, it's, I can't, it's, it's really hard to explain. It's just, it's just how I, 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 I that's what I think is right. You know, right. to, pro, to provide a service. Um, it's, it's more so like this. Anything that I do, it's like I sign my name on it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I take pride in that. Sure. You know, so when anybody says, hey, uh, hey, uh, Jeremiah, you did this, you did that, uh, or Jeremiah was here, and they go, oh, no, Jeremiah's here. We don't have to go over that. Like, I, I used to work uh, janitorial, right? Okay. And I've had uh, managers that, that came in, and I'd see them, and they go, Oh, we didn't need anything. We didn't want anything. Or, you know, I just happened to be driving by the facility. I figure I might as well stop in. That was the only reason. She was like, I was like, I don't, I don't, we don't have any complaints about you. We don't, I don't have any worries about you. There were concerns. We can give those to you and get taken care of easy. He literally told me he's like, he's like, I was just stopping through because I was literally passing by. <laughs> and you like it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I like being in those places, places being in positions like that where I am considered reliable, you know? <laughs> huge. Yeah. That's the cousin of accountability. Yes. Yes. Because um, with the, the, my job that I have now, my first day I had the CIO and my regional manager to look at me and go, mm -hmm. we don't micromanage. I'm telling you that right now. It's like we don't micromanage at all. I was like, thank God. <laughs> I can't stand it. Unless it's a Lennon McCartney sort of thing. But if it's someone that ruins your rhythm or second guesses you mm -hmm. and having long meetings before your coffee in the morning sometimes, no, 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 that stuff doesn't work. Oh, you know what's funny about that as far as the long meetings? Uh, uh, one of my janitorial jobs, I was the team lead. And before the regional manager actually um step down so that way i can take overnights fully mm -hmm. uh he used to have these meetings every night before we work every night every night every night and the f and i knew i was going to be he was going to be transitioning i was going to be taking over and the first thing in my head i was like we're not doing this every night <laughs> like that was they're like yeah oh no seriously absolutely no seriously absolutely when it when it basically was my turn uh -huh. When I when I took over fully at night, I came in first meeting. I said, "Hey, just to let you guys know, we're not doing this every day. We're not doing this every night. Um, I'm just letting you guys know this right now. You know what you need to do. You know what you need. You mm -hmm. have, and if you don't have things, you know how to, you know, communicate with us so that way we can get it. When you get here, just go and do what you need to do. Like nice. you don't, you know. Yeah. Now, when there will be times where if we have concerns or things that need to be taken care of or discussed, I will let you guys know prior to, you know, and I have ways of communicating that before I even got there. There are labor laws. 
we can only do so much, but mm. I follow my laws. I'm sure you follow yours. Of course, of course, mm-hmm. of course. And, and, but it was more so like everybody couldn't stand those me. I couldn't stand them. <laughs> oh, really? That kind of guy, right? Yeah, everybody <laughs> can stand them. We got to get rid of them. Like everybody's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, why are we doing this every night? I just want to go to a lot of people have the same mentality as me. I just want to get to my building, clean it, go home, you know, make your money, go home. Cause I like, I used to, it was a time, it was like during 2008, 2009 or 2009, 2010, like during the recession time. So we were, you know, uh, we were in a company that wasn't as regardless. It just, it wasn't well, <laughs> the, the conditions, the pay wasn't well, but the thing mm-hmm. is, even for myself. And I said, look, we're all here for a reason. I said, and the thing is what, what I feel as though they respected me is because I, there was one time at night where I had, I I, I was upset. I, I went off on every last one of them. I had a meeting. Yes. Lost and the thing cool, is, huh? and the thing is, it was funny because none of them were mad at me. They a were lot disappointed of people, in you. no, my, they, they saw their coach losing his cool. You can't do things like that. No, no. They appreciated it. Well, what did you do? What did you say? Were you cursing? Did you point someone out and call them out? I mean, when you say I was speaking you in general, I was, I was speaking in general. I was speaking. I didn't point out any anyone in particularly. Okay. That it was it was more so general speaking. Because so what was that of character for you? Where was this one time thing that they saw the real you? What did you do? unfortunately i didn't think I, there were some cursing and was some yelling interesting, uh, interesting. all right all there right. was some cursing or some yelling <laughs> but again <laughs> everybody looked at me and was like he's serious no uh-huh. he's yeah yeah he's serious like but nobody looked at me sideways nobody looked didn't do they understood because yeah, i i i even pointed out i said i know each and every one of you personally Mm-hmm. You tell me your stories. I check in with your, fa- you know, with you when we, your families. I know the hardships you're going through. Yes, we are not in the condition in which we are getting paid the way we want and things of that nature. Like yada yada yada. Yes, the company is unorganized. Things that I cannot change on my own. If mm-hmm. I could, I would. Mm-hmm. But we all are here to for the one purpose of receiving a paycheck. I mean, just to be honest, you know, to make our mm-hmm. money so that way we can you know, provide for ourselves. Don't let your condition of work uh, slack because of the conditions that we cannot control. You know, we we still need to continue to do our best with what we have. Now, I'm, obviously, I'm giving you, this was years ago. This yeah. is years ago, like over. But, but I have a follow up question. Let's yes. say you could go back in time. I, I love the message. Of course. But do you believe if you could go back in time that you would have given a little bit of a different delivery? Because you're bringing it up now. Obviously, yeah. this incident is still in your mind. It's not really what the company was doing. It's your message. Of course. And what you did. Mm-hmm. So to, to be honest, no. Really? No. I mean, you say, okay, great. Cursing the whole shebang. <laughs> Great. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not a I, I'm not a saint. So, <laughs> well, neither am I. But I I say before there might be it might be mixed company. Someone might have recorded it. 
Of course. Or I really, I, I'm, I'm, I can be vulnerable and show emotion, mm -hmm. but I always believe that cursing and slander of is course. the lowest form of rhetoric. You really are not making your point. I, I definitely don't slander. Oh, no, I don't believe in that. Yeah, Slant. neither do I. And, and it's and that's what maturity is about, Zaire. That's why this was three years ago. And the things that I did in my 20s, I wasn't able to start a company. Then it took me till I was 35. We spoke about impulse control. Of course. Maturity. Mm -hmm. Zaire today would have spoken the same, but a little bit differently back then. And, yes. and I'm the same way too. And so uh, forgive and forget. But hey, let me ask you a question. Do you still speak to some of those people and they tease you for that one time you cursed? Uh. No, I mean, it wasn't the cursing because the environment, everybody, everybody, the environment itself, everybody used the language often, you know, so yeah, it know. wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't the cursing. It was more so the I think yeah. it was more so the yelling. <laughs> but I hear you. but the, and, it was the, the stressful situations that are outside of your control. I, I, I can completely. And, but the thing is, everybody understood where I was coming from. Oh, yeah. Because you know what's funny about that? Even at, far after that, a lot of people will come up to me and just go, hey, what's the plan, boss? What are we doing? You know Still what I'm saying? Coach. Still the plan. Nice. Yeah. Like, because they knew they could come to me. Hey, I know we got, uh, I heard we had some people call off. So what's the plan? How are we going to take care of this? They always used to come to me. Hey, how are we going to take care of this? Because I know you have a plan. They already expected for me to have a plan. And I did. I never disappointed with that. I was just like, hey, I need you to do, I need you to go here. I need you to go here, knock this out. Then you go to your building, you know, blase, sweet, blase, sweet. But the thing is, I remember telling them one day, and this is something that we just, we talked about prior is that they, they relied on me and I took on the shoulder of the burden. And I mm -hmm. told them, I said, don't worry about what's coming from above. I am. I'm the, I'm your block for that. I'm taking that in. Sure. You know, that doesn't, if it concerns you guys, I will let you know, but if it's not of your concern, don't worry about it. Yeah, you're I the buffer. Taking, yes. I am the buffer. I mm -hmm. will let you know. I will give you everything that I know. I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to hold it back. I'm not going to tell you, you know, I'm not going to tell you any lies. I'm going to tell you what they told me, things of that nature. You know, I've even told them, <laughs> <laughs> so i've done this to where all right I, i'll come into a meeting i say hey we have to do xyz assignments this is how they want us to do it mm -hmm. and everybody will look at me and go that doesn't make and i'm like and i stop them before they even say anything i was like this is how we want they want us to do it we're not doing it that way i'm just letting you know <laughs> this is how we're going to do it and they go that makes more sense <laughs> Again, there's more than one way to skin a cat and there's more than one way to get the job done. I like to be efficient. Sometimes efficiency is not the strongest quality in a lot of people or a lot of organizations for that matter. But I understand that and I don't break any like laws or codes or anything like that. No, to, no. To, it's just a it's just a more convenient way, one, not only for myself, but also the, those that work with me. And hey. if and if they have an understanding of how to do the job or task um, and uh, a lot e easier, quote unquote, but getting the job completed, they see that and they respect that and they go, I like the way you're actually thinking. I like the way, you know, and that's why they used to come to me when we had call offs and things of that nature. And they go, 
hey, what's the plan, boss? You know, <laughs> because they know. It. So you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I get people that make suggestions constantly. I keep such an open mind. We talk about why it would or would not make sense, but these are frontline individuals. They can mm -hmm. definitely tell you how to work smarter, yes. save time, shortcuts. Yeah. And, and I'm great with that, especially people that are computer oriented like yourself. I mean, there are so many shortcuts you can take in regards to CRMs and drop downs mm -hmm. and note picking. And so it saves people time. It's, you know, you can create certain sort of templates mm -hmm. to have things done. So no, I, I love that. That's great that you think like that. So on our last, I want to kind of, I want to make one more um, kind of conversation piece note. Yeah. Um, as a person that has had a successful career, such as yourself, I noticed that you've given back. You know, you've given back as far as like charitable, you know, in charitable ways. Please talk about that because I feel as though that is important as well, just as much as the growing of people. And that's actually a part of it to share what you've gained and try to help people get to that point through other means, you know? Of course. So. You know, besides the salaries, which pays for families here, I think one of the things I'm very proud of is the second language scholarship. Mm -hmm. I have every year at my alma mater, Abington High School, I will, you know, usually pay for a freshman's books when they go to college. And for somebody that wants to study a second language at a university level, because there's so many athletic and music and other types of scholarships out there, but I wanted it where you could really see somebody's passion that was not born with that language, but had dedicated studies to really grow. And that's the one thing I give back on. In fact, I was asked to be a keynote speaker for the 68th induction National Honor Society ceremony this year, which was another huge compliment because mm -hmm. I was not AP. I was not honors. I was just a very active athletically student government, but, um, mm -hmm. That's something where if Abington did not encourage me and give me college recommendation letters from the late principal Norman Schmidt and my Spanish teacher, Esperanza Galshack, I probably wouldn't have gotten into Arizona. My grades were not that good. They're okay. But uh, yeah. these are the sort of people that believed in me. And I just didn't go to university and spend four years and a couple hundred grand and now do something completely different than what I studied. And when you invest in your life, and you take chances on yourself. It's an incredible thing. If you're, if it's very liberating because if you fear failure, not saying you will or will not, but if you know that regardless of the outcome that you did this over a responsible period of time, it's, it's an amazing life you can live. And, you know, being here, I guess what I can give back is just being a nice representative from North America being a tax-paying owner of a company, breaking order, any sort of bad stereotypes of telemarketers or call centers by doing things properly here and where we're very selective of the campaigns that come in. Mm -hmm. And just all in all, trying my best to increase the marketability of those that have been with me. I've trained over 10,000 people over 20 years, and I've been able to try to reinforce, as I mentioned, that sort of confidence, self-reliance and advanced English and rhetoric skills so they can have better relationships. And that was 
what I put out there and has come back tenfold. And sometimes stars are aligned. And I mentioned before, day after day, month after month, year after year, if I'm still having a smile on my face, my toes are tapping and people still like me, I must be doing something right. And I did choose an industry that, as I mentioned before, could be very financially stable for you and very lucrative. And I was fortunate with that as well. And so um, it makes you humble and it makes you very gracious, especially if individuals have been with you over a decade. Mm-hmm. And I'm grown yes. me. How many more meals can I buy them? Shirts can I give them and congratulate them year after year on their anniversaries? And mm-hmm. I guess one of the best things too, Zaire, is that if their parent or spouse comes here, that I will go downstairs and for an example, I will tell your mother how amazing Zaire is. You almost have to pull me away. I will not just say he's a great kid and I like working with him. No, I'll give you three or four examples of when you were the top on the, you know, you were the number one salesman last month. Come to work every day on time. You actually hang out with me in the game room and play. Guy actually bought me a coffee last week. I love the guy. (laughs) So, you know, I'm just going to let your parent or significant other know that you did an excellent job by having this individual working with me. So I believe in synergy circles and I I believe in in that sort of energy that you can give and receive. That is beautiful. That is, no, no, like, like that is like, that's the type of, that's the type of environment that you create, but that's what you want. It's, it is that synergy. It's yeah. that positive energy. It's is that um so I use an app called Swell, right? Mm-hmm. And it allows you to kind of make a voice recording a maximum five minutes, right? And that's another another way in which I kind of reach out to different people in a different avenue. So uh, it was one, it was my last post that I created, and I was saying that you know that I hadn't been on in a while. And one of the reasons that I didn't want to, I didn't want to be on is because I hadn't been, I wasn't feeling myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. in the right mindset. I wasn't, I didn't have the right energy. And because of that, inadvertently, I, I didn't want, not inadvertently, but subconsciously, I didn't want to put that questionable energy out into that platform in which I'm building an mm-hmm. actual fan base for, you know? And one of the people that responded said, I appreciate that you, you know, you, you, you acknowledge that you were going through something and that because you were going through something, whether mentally or whatever, you didn't want to spread that energy. You had, you just waited. And then once you got back up to where you feel as though it was right, then you came back and you put that positive energy out because right now, my life right now, all I want to do is spread. If, if negative energy can be spread so easily, which it does, mm-hmm. why not? How much stronger can positive energy spread and how much impact can it make? Because we, we can easily see negative energy in its impacts. You know, it's 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 almost broadcast, you know, at this point. Purposely. Yeah, it depends on if it's received. No. Oh, oh, yeah. you. I cannot control whether someone receives it. It might be I in a can, bubble and it just bounces off or just, just slides right over. They could be standing is, right next to you. This is true. And you mm-hmm. are absolutely right. I cannot control who, uh, if you're going to receive it or not. But that right. can't, but that's not going to stop me no. from still putting it out, you know? Yeah, of course. And we spoke yeah. about it earlier about you having your own self 
assurance so you can analyze others and use that sort of headspace to yeah. analyze people better. So no, I agree with you hundred. Yeah, man, you glow, you know that. You shine. Oh, yeah. We have happy bubbles. Yes. Of if course. so happens that people want to join it, fine. If not, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, what you, exactly. What do you want me to say? Chill. Exactly. Don't grill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That type of deal. So yeah, I'm very self-assurance of myself. You yeah. know, but I don't need to broadcast that. I know that. And that's all that matters, you know? You don't have to say anything. They can no. see you smiling and just hanging out in a relaxed posture and realize you're you're cooling. You know, yeah, you're ex exactly. And uh -huh. and so, but that's what I like to do. I like to spread that positive energy. And if it catch whoever catches it, catches it. I and did. And you have a large audience that does. You know that. And I appreciate that. Now, before we conclude, I like for all my guests that uh, I'm gonna have on to uh share something it could be a quick note something that we probably hadn't even talked about yet choose uh you know choose a moment in your life in which you've encountered a problem overcame it not something you're currently going through but something that you had a problem you overcame it, and how that made you how that made you better what did you learn from it let's use covid for an example all right the law said that I could only have 50% of the people here. I chose 20%. This is a environment, a social environment where you feed off energy. And now people were isolated and working from home. I was fortunate enough for the infrastructure to be a lot of people working with me with their computers, unlike a brick and mortar that has to close. Mm -hmm. But I faced the reality that walking the rows, breaking the bread, playing the pinball, high-fiving Zaire after he gets off of that amazing call. Those days are long gone and i had to make personal adjustments too i was it was the time to double down on my health on my w mental well-being still drive to work in a convertible every day i don't need to be better there are certain things i wanted to do to make sure that i was fine and stable so then i can expand and think about others and also you realize your priorities in life you have business, but you never knew what was going to happen with your health. I'm 3,000 miles away from my family and the borders are closed. It was almost like Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. And so you almost have to put your arms out and dance like Zorba the Greek and just almost laugh at it. Dance in the rain. I mean, what do you want me to do? This is what's happening. It's not what's happening to me. It's how I'm handling it. I took it seriously. I wasn't going to cry over it, but I wasn't going to laugh either. I was just going to make sure that there was a certain sort of mental balance where I could have avenues to get that out and express. Take on, as you say, responsibilities and accountability and just try to be as sharp as I can because the world was falling apart. And I didn't know that my company that's been in business close to 15 years was going to go out of business. And you could get angry and kick tires and get pissed <laughs> off at things. Yeah. Or you can look in the mirror and go, you know what, champ? What a run. He had a great run. Almost like Chuck Wetmer when he fought Muhammad Ali. That was rocky. I mean, I went the distance. Most right. people quit at 80%. I was willing to die with my boots on. You know how that is when you have that sort of vigor and grit. Yeah. You realize that you're on this mission. It's fight or flight. So Exactly. And so what that did, my friend, was to shake things up a little bit. Obviously, I survived COVID. I took a little bit of a setback, but I'm glad that I handled myself a certain way when everything was crashing down around me. 
And um, that's cool. I realized that I was prepared for that moment. And I had acorns to, you know, survive the winter. And mentally I was prepared for it because I, I knew that I accomplished what I set out to do. And factors outside of my control could be affecting it, which is just fine. I didn't drop it. Something else was affecting it. And so that's an excellent way for me to analyze it that way and not be so hard on myself. Exactly. Well, 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 thank you for that. You're welcome. So uh, I want to say thank you so much for uh, providing me with time to be able to have you on the show. Thank you for being a, a listener. And I hope you continue to be an active listener. Uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate you. Uh, the compliments you've been giving me prior to us recording now, but also just while recording. I appreciate everything that you've been willing to share. And I really hope the best for you as in, in your continued success. Thank you. That's uh, I, I will accept all that's like a, <laughs> a goodie bag when you go to a birthday party. That was awesome, my man. Do you does your audience know we're doing this on a Saturday? Now we're just out and we're talking around, yeah. dressed up. Yeah. That's how it, it was so important for us to get together. Our schedules are so busy. Sure, we took the time of the Saturday. I got things to do, but I also wanted to hang out with my friend. And if you're capable of adjusting your life like this, where we can put wind in each other's sails and and work accordingly through convenience. This is amazing. But my friend, I had the best time today. I cannot thank you enough for having me on your podcast. And I hope I spoke my piece and passed information over that we all can get better. And as I say, I can't wait to continue listening to you and watching your success. I appreciate that. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And we're out. Peace.